If your restaurant wants to put the best on the table, look for food with the New York State Certified Seal. It's food that is grown right, right here. Learn more at certified.ny.gov. This is Michael Harlan Turkel, host of The Food Scene. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 3 of Why Food. I'm your host, Patrick McAndrew, and I am delighted to bring you back to my hometown, Galway, in the west of Ireland. And I'm equally delighted to let you know that Galway has recently been selected as the European Region of Gastronomy for 2018. So I think that can set the tone for how good the food is in this city at the moment. This week I'm going to be meeting the Dobros. These are two brothers, Ronan and Eugene Graney, who set up a food truck three years ago and went around to the local market selling Neapolitan-style pizzas. On the back of the success from the food truck, they opened up a pop-up restaurant, which at one stage held the number one spot on TripAdvisor as the best restaurant in Galway, which has over 360 restaurants on the list for 14 consecutive months, and they were only a pop-up space at that time. Now, in the past four weeks, they opened up their own permanent space, so it's going to go from strength to strength, I have no doubt. Now, as always, I'm pulling this back into the transition from the corporate world into the food industry, and that's exactly what Eugene Graney did. Eugene was working a sales and marketing position in the recession in Ireland, got let go and spotted the opportunity for what would become Dobros. Unfortunately, Eugene isn't here with us today, so it's just Ronan and I. But I'm so delighted to see how the guys are doing. On one note, because it's in Galway, it's in my hometown, I'm delighted to see such great food being brought to the city. And on a second note, Ronan and I went to secondary school together. He was in the year above me. So it's really great to see guys from your youth doing so well. And I think this place will become nationally recognized and hopefully through enough people knowing about it, internationally recognized. Dobro's is a special place. It's got this environment. It's got this buzz. You walk in there. The guys are on their game. They're chatting to everyone. There's good music. As Ronan will constantly say throughout the interview, they want to have good vibes. But not alone that, you go there for the food as well. The pizza is absolutely incredible and the guys work continuously to perfect it. They take as many imported goods as they can from Italy and then try and merge that with the local produce in Ireland. It's very symbiotic of what Roberta's do, but they take it to another level where they bring some creative genius into it. Ronan introduced the tandoori pizza, a prawn po'boy pizza and a hoisin duck pizza, among many others that he brings in it as a specials. Now, this episode was aired as a pre-record, so I didn't have the technology that I usually have in the studio. And unfortunately, because of that, the quality isn't going to be as good. So please bear with us. If you're struggling to hear it, just turn it up a bit and it should be fine and we'll get through it together. Please enjoy the show. I'm really delighted to bring the guys to your attention, the Dobros. So I've taken this show across the Atlantic, but it doesn't feel like I've taken it too far because here I am. Would you say you could nearly call it the main pizza place in Ireland at the moment? Wood-fired pizza? Is wood-fired uh, pizza a hot topic in Ireland? It is at the minute, anyway. Um, it's hard to say if we're the, the number one pizza place in Ireland. I suppose let the customers decide on that. But definitely our I suppose status over the last two years, it's opened the pop-up and now having our permanent shop. 
uh, it's gone through the roof. You know, we've you know the PR we're getting now, the feedback from our customers, um, the different write-ups, the different awards that we've picked up along the way. Um, I suppose it's all you know gathering momentum towards maybe getting to be the number one pizza place in Ireland or and after that you know we're, we're always striving to be the best so let's look focus on Galway first make it the best pizza place in Galway then nationalise it get to be the best pizza place in Ireland and then you never know where you could go then after that and is Woodford Pizza a trend that you brought on is that something that you noticed that was done and elsewhere in the country and you no 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 there was no Woodford Pizza place we didn't see anyway in Galway um, but it wasn't just wood-fired pizza that that was the thing. It was the whole Neapolitan style to go with it. So both of them go hand in hand. So we used to go to Naples as kids, and that's where we first seen wood-fired pizza and Neapolitan-style pizzeria. Uh, Neapolitan-style pizza, sorry. So, um, yeah, we're seeing, like, the theatrics of the guys throwing the dough in the air, the fire at the back, you know, pizza's cooked in 90 seconds, the freshness, the difference in the dough being cooked that quickly is you get that nice crisp outer edge of the dough and then you get that soft chewy texture in the middle so we just found that this is real pizza this is the you know where pizza originated back in like the 1800s in Italy uh, as it was cheap to produce you know it's just dough tomato basil you know it's just essentially bread and cooked very quickly so um, you know we've seen it done in a, in a purest kind of way back in when we used to go there as kids so we wanted to I suppose bring that to Galway bring that to Ireland because we didn't see it being done anywhere yeah, so what gave you the idea to think that people would be into it, considering Ireland before that was doughy pizzas? Yeah. It like, was Papa John's, that's where everyone 100% was. there was Papa John's, there was Four Star, there's that takeaway style, or else, you know, there's the other side of it, which is Milano's, which is your, you know, quite expensive pizza, you know, you have your wine glass on the table, you know, the, the usual, it's just, you know, there was kind of two, it was either takeaway or it was sit-down restaurant, but we found it quite pricey. Uh, so we wanted to find a happy medium, um, and, you know, it was always a risk. I suppose doing wood fire pizza be the first place to be doing wood fire pizza, uh, but we believed in the quality of it. You know, we make quality comes first uh, with us with regards food and service. So we make all the toppings in house, the dough. You know, we import the best. You know, the fundamentals of pizza in from Italy as well, and then we counterbalance that by making all the toppings in house. So I suppose if we focus on the quality of the product and serve it in the best way possible, we thought you know people would take to it I hope they would so now we know that that's your outlook and that's your ethos on the company but before that where where was the love for food where would, has this has this always been something because yeah yeah no genuinely uh, myself and Eugene shared a, a bedroom growing up uh, back in our old home house for years so all, all through growing up we always loved food uh, my dad uh, owned a restaurant a bar and restaurant in Mayo and my mom manages the Galleon restaurant out in Salt Hill a very successful restaurant out there so we've kind of been born and reared in the industry I suppose gaining loads of experience working with my mom and my dad both myself and Eugene always had a passion for cooking whether it be home cooking and then restaurants going out trying things always had a keen eye for service um, so yeah the restaurant business or the food business was always something we wanted to get into so initially we started in 2013 we I was coming to the end of my... Just to go back to that before that, because yeah. the thing that I wanted to look at, because going through the different people, yeah. is how they grew up with a love for food. They always okay. had that interest in food. But yeah. oftentimes they never thought, this is something I can do. Yeah. It was like, it was looking at the other options, you know, going into business, going into a Absolutely, yeah, no, yeah, we had a, was, a... Was that where your sights were set? Exactly, yeah, no, we had a, like a genuine passion for food, and we knew that's where our passions lay. And then both of us did study business and marketing in UL, so both had the business background also. So 
I suppose it was just fusing the two. You know, people always say, do something that you're happy doing, you know, and it doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean? If you have a genuine passion for something, why not go for it? So I suppose we just decided to go for it. And, and do you think two. Eugene's arm was forced because of the situation that he was in during the recession where the company that he was working for had left to Canada? No, I, I just think it was uh, an opportunistic moment, I suppose, you know, being laid off from his job I suppose I was coming to the end of my degree as well it was just good time it was like now or never do you know do we either take the risk or we don't and thankfully we did take the leap and you know we're here now and we haven't looked back you know so it's it's been great yeah it's been great good decision when you decided when you were going to start with the food truck at the start Mm -hmm. was that the main idea straight away that it was going to be quality ingredients you were going to get San Rosano tomatoes yeah absolutely 100% we just said look it Start with the food truck and build uh, a regular customer base around the town. So, and with that, obviously, focus on the absolute quality, the bare fundamentals of pizza. Get in the best flour, which is you know your zero zero grade flour. We use Caputo, which is a Neapolitan brand. Then get the San Marzano tomatoes, you know your basil, your buffalo mozzarella, and focus on the quality ingredients and uh, let them shine through. And then. You know, starting with the basic fundamentals of doing pizza well and then what we did was we kind of uh, we started fusing our favourite foods with pizza so like our tandoori pizza there on the menu like our Caesar pizza starting to do those from the food truck people started seeing oh this is something that they've never seen before you know merging two different foods with pizza and getting it and it working and you know people started getting behind that and started loving the specials and then you know we started pushing the boundaries out even more so on the food truck then testing out different specials and you know the demand was raising or was raising all the time you know so yeah no it was it was great good start and did you have the knowledge did you have the knowledge of making pizza before you started the company or did you go in a little bit green did you go in a little bit naive as to what you were a little bit but we used to make pizzas from home you know um like they weren't anywhere near as good as what we're doing now you know but uh they were they were grand for home pizzas but uh yeah no like like anything it's through trial and error but like we literally I suppose we're studying the the proven process of the dough and trying to get the dough right because you know it's all about the dough really for us you know what I mean our dough recipe is, is everything because um, because we let it slow proof over uh, two days it's it just it's so light and airy uh, you can work it like the gluten in the dough is real light and you know you can work it by hand uh, so it's really light airy digestible and uh, once we kind of focus on the dough and then we kind of built around the other ingredients and brought it all together then so for me to explain to people that are listening to in America this place is very symbiotic of like Roberta's in Brooklyn yeah because Roberta's in Brooklyn is a wood-fired pizza restaurant mm-hmm. yeah um, now you guys have upscaled it but Roberta's is kind of bare bones you walk into Roberta's and you'd never even know a restaurant's been in there I've walked past the place many times and you have tourists coming up and saying where is it because yeah. it's a bare grey brick wall with yeah. a red door and then you go in and it's like going into Hogwarts you know it's just a whole atmosphere and you can feel it coming Class. into you mm. this place is kind of similar but where did you go from to get to that because when I left a year and a half ago Dobros was the talk of the town it's still the talk of the town yeah and now you've got your permanent space but how, but to go is it three years since you started the food truck three years yeah since I started the food truck two years in the pop-up but now three months here coming up to four months here and was it four a, weeks here sorry it was an enterprise awards that you won that got you into the pop-up am yeah. I right in saying that uh, no not re- well I suppose we were that, that helped I suppose it gained a bit of momentum for ourselves a bit of recognition but uh, yeah it was kind of the opportunity of a property kind of came up uh, there on Abigail Street 
the landlord kind of approached us uh, while we were in the food truck and yeah we ended up just saying it was a 10 week contract initially see how it goes for the 10 weeks and then review it at the end if you wanted to stay on longer term or you know take it as a good opportunity just to learn find out what the restaurant business is all about and then see would we go into it full time um, and thankfully we did you know we went into it pretty much blind you know what I mean totally blind we were you know young lads starting out we started out with about five staff and we were working 15, 16 hour days you know in making the dough every night all of us it was it was meant you know it was up the walls and it was crazy but I wouldn't change it for the world it was so raw and so we were just so blind going into it but the whole experience was just unreal. We were learning so much every day and we were working so hard for those 10 weeks. And the business, the name of the business, the reputation for the business grew even more. Uh, more and more people got to experience uh, Dobro's for their first time, you know, and the feedback that we were getting off the customers was unbelievable. And that 10-week period really gave us confidence to really kick on and, and, and consider a restaurant, you know, long-term. It felt like I was going into your home when I went in there. Yeah, because you built it with your own hands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So You'd see your soccer jerseys that you collected over the years, yeah, they were hanging on the wall. Yeah, 100%. Like, we obviously had no budget whatsoever. You know, the food truck is a hard business, and, you know, you have to work hard at it to make a bit of pound off it. But everything we had, which was very, very little, uh, went into the place. And we pulled on friends, mates, everybody from around to come and help. And we had, you know, Eugene's mates building tables, chairs... You know, myself and my mates were building, you know, got pallets from around the place, building furniture, and then they ended up standing the test of time for two years while we were there. Do you know, so good bang for a buck there, but uh, it was unbelievable, painting the place, and you could just feel it, you know, like you could just, you know, hanging up the jerseys, and we wanted the whole, uh, I suppose the whole ethos behind the restaurant itself was we wanted just to feel like you're walking into a friend's house, you know what I mean? Pizza is supposed to be about everybody getting down dirty, getting in, getting your hands in, eating the pizza, having, having the crack, having the chats, catching up. You know what I mean? In a nice, casual environment. So we wanted just to make it kind of that homely feel and let people relax in the space, you know, rather than, you know, rather than not being, you know what I mean? So, Right. Yeah. And when you came in here and you were all about quality ingredients, we want quality this, we want quality that we're going to oh. spend, we're going to go out, we're going to import. Yeah. Did people ever come to you and say, but people won't appreciate it, people in Ireland won't appreciate that as much you don't need to go that far out to get it yeah but when we were getting I suppose the repeat business all the time we were never one to you know focus on margins or focus on percentages or what's your GP and all this you know what I mean we were, we were just focusing on doing something doing it right you know absolutely honouring each product that we're serving on, on, the, on our menu there and the repeat business we get off it is, is, a, is a good factor a good factor for me to show that people are, are enjoying the product so it's definitely working you know what I mean people come back all the time for Andrea Perlo, which is our you know Neapolitan style pizza with your Samarzano tomato sauce, Parmesan buffalo mozzarella, basil, really simple, pure pizza, um, and people come back for all those you know the classics all the time, whether it be that or, or like I was saying our signatures from earlier. So that repeat business is, is huge for us. So we're doing something right. And you put a big twist on it then by putting like po' boys and things like that. Po' boys, pizza. yeah. I've like, never seen that. Yeah, we've done mad specials, which is it's class. That's what like you know that's what we love doing as well. It's just pushing the boundaries out a little bit and you know and taking pizza to a, a level where it's never gone before. And it's really interesting. You know the feedback we get off all of our specials have been unreal. Like we've done you know, duck hoisin. Uh, we did a like a, a satay pizza. We did. Uh, the po' boy which is now a regular on our menu you know the notorious PIG which was the pulled pork that went down a real treat and we've had we've had loads and you know they've all been 
a great success. The feedback from customers has been brilliant, and they, you know, it's their first time ever sampling something like that, and, and just to see the wonder and the kind of excitement on their face and the chit chat between the table is, you know, it's everything. And getting that kind of high five on the way out, or you know, that was unbelievable, man. It was you know, that's everything really. And when did you and Eugene? So just to let the listeners know, you and Eugene are the Dobrox. You guys are the founders of the company. Yeah. When did you guys come to the decision to? separate roles that you'd be the chef what what do I suppose naturally like yeah to, to be honest naturally I'm I'm more I'm a big foodie you know what I mean I'm I'm big into my food was always loved cooking at home Eugene too but I'd be uh, I don't know I just really loved cooking you know I'd be cooking for a family at home and, and friends and I just you know always loved it so I suppose the kitchen role uh, was one that just happened naturally you know, I've gone in there, standardised recipes, come up with all the recipes for the menu and everything. But Eugene is very creative when it comes to the marketing side of things and the food side of things as well. He's a massive lover of kind of a, all foods, but American comfort food as well. And he loves uh, he loves cooking shows and everything. So he's very creative on the food side. And he, we'd have open discussions on what the next special might be. Uh, his might be he might come from one area, I might come from another, and then bring the two together. And it's always a good harmony between the two of us. So. I think naturally I was always, you know, more destined for the food side of things, but it's a good balance. I think we, we balance each other well. Like. And what did you learn when you went out to Naples? Did that change your outlook completely on baking pizza? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it's so scientific out there. The, like the rule book on uh, what makes a Neapolitan pizza is like 30 or 40 pages long with rules, like 50 rules per page. It's really intense, really... Like they take their pizza to serious over there, and too right, you know what I mean. It's when it's done right over there, it's so pure. Like the when I first landed to the school, it was all done through Italian, so it was a big culture shock. Like you're in with these, you know, there's people from all over the world, from LA, from uh, China, from all over Asia, from Italy, from England, from all over Europe, going to these schools or this particular school. But um, ah, it was it's unreal. Like you know, you learn so much. Yeah. Say in the mornings, every morning you're in making the dough by hand with the Italian teachers, with the fire on in the back. Uh, and every day you're making dough with different yeast quantities, different salt quantities, checking the humidity outside, checking the temperature of the, of the room inside where you're making the dough, and testing every day and seeing the difference in what makes, you know, what changes the proven process or what happens with the, what, how the gluten mesh reacts with, say, if you add another two grams of salt, you know, for example. And, you know, breaking down the levation process, the proven process every single day and really learning about how the dough works in different heat, different temperatures, different humidity. And, uh, yeah, just working to make the best dough possible. Because once you can make the best dough, you know, it, it, it helps with everything. You know, your oven works ten times better. The, the cooking time is, is better. The, you know, the pizza digests so much better for the customer. It's, it's all about the dough. So, yeah, learned a hell of a lot over there. So, and then in Italy, the... Ethos really is eat where you were, right? Yeah, 100%. drink drink from where it's made. Yeah, oh, 100 percent, absolutely. Everything's local over there. Like we went to flour factory, the Buffalo mozzarella factory is only what three kilometers away from the school where I was staying. Uh, so I was unreal. Like we went out to so many artists and food producers, like trying stuff. Buffalo mozzarella, I'd been seen it being made by hand in a in the factory and just taste it while it was still warm. It was unbelievable. Like, the taste difference of everything over in Italy is always ten times better. The olive oil, the, the different wines, I was lucky enough to sample as well over there. But, uh, uh, the, you know, Italians are purists, and, you know, they're just, their food is, 
is unbelievable like, all the time. Do you know, they're just, I, I love the purity of the food. It's all about keep it simple and just, you know, make it the best of what it is. Honor each individual product or each individual ingredient that goes into the dish to its maximum. You can really just taste taste the difference. There's a guy in Brooklyn who's had a pizza place since 1964. He's 81. It's called the Farrah Pizza. And he has cues coming out the door. If he's not there to make the pizza, if he's not feeling well, let the pizza shop closes. Really? It's only him. Yeah, it's only him. Wow. But I'd say 80% of his ingredients are imported because he wants the high quality. Yeah. Do you guys have to import a lot of it or considering what's grown in Ireland, are you able to take from what's local? Yeah, or ethos is definitely a balance. Like I was saying earlier, the fundamentals of pizza here, zero, zero flour, Samarzano tomatoes, uh, buffalo mozzarella, even our yeast we actually import. Um, even the yeast? Yeah, fior de latte we get in as well. Um, so yeah, all those basic fundamentals, the Italian staples there for pizza, we, all, we import definitely. You need you need that kind of quality. You, you, like when it comes to the fundamentals, you can't mess around. But then I suppose with say our hams, we get sourced locally through collards, butchers, or cheese. Different cheeses we use, like the gorgonzola for the Gianfranco Zola. We get in from Sheridan's cheesemongers around the corner. Um, chickens, all our meats, different stuff we all source locally. So it's it's definitely uh, a balance. We've my dad ends up. Uh, we have a greenhouse up in Mayo where my dad lives with my granddad and uh, the greenhouse has been inactive for I don't know maybe 10 years or so but recently we cleared it out got topsoil delivered into it and uh, my dad's friend is an organic farmer so he's we've gone over with him doing a bit of training and seeding and stuff and uh, we've ended up you know planting a range of different ingredients that the rocket is the most prominent one for growth at the minute so uh, like the, all the rocket we're using now in the restaurant is, is from the greenhouse up above so between Getting it in from Italy, sourcing local, and now growing it ourselves. I suppose bring it all together. It's, it's, I know, it's merging it all together. So that's great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So you take the cores of what's necessary for it to make to make it quality absolutely. Italian food, yeah, yeah. and then you take what locally yeah. you customers can. deserve quality. You know what I mean? Whether it be from the style of service, if they walk in the door, each customer that's going to spend money in your till deserves to be welcomed coming in. Deserves to be sitting in a comfortable, casual environment eating pizza, good tunes on, and then the quality of the pizza, they deserve, for the money that they're paying, they deserve to get the best product possible. So like I said, between importing the products directly from Italy, sourcing local, growing it ourselves, merging all together, that's, what they that's the least that they deserve. So I think if every restaurant here that I looked, they'd have a good chance of being successful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, fortunately enough, definitely in Galway, and Ireland, the food scene is definitely, you know, it's definitely on the rise, big time. You know, the... Everybody's ethos has kind of gone back to uh, sourcing local. You know, it's unreal for different... Yeah. That's one thing I want to get into in a second, but we're just going to have to cut a quick break first. Yep. And then I want to get back to, no to local Irish food. Mm-hmm. New York chefs and restaurants are proud of the food they put on the table. And serving produce that comes from local, environmentally responsible farms is a way to leave an even better taste in everyone's mouth. So when shopping for your ingredients, look for the New York State Grown and Certified Seal. It lets you know which food is grown right, right here in New York State, certifying the food that comes from local farms that meet a higher standard. You'll not only be serving local food, you'll be supporting local farmers. Learn more about the New York State Grown and Certified program at certified.ny.gov.
All right, so I'm back here with Ronan Grady, one half of the Dobros, who have the main pizza restaurant in Galway. I'm going to put it out there and say next time I come back to America, it'll be the main one in Ireland. <laughs> I'll take that. The Roberta's-esque version of pizza in Ireland, 100%. Best atmosphere, right. best pizza, quality stuff, and every pizzas you'd never see on any other menu. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, um, Who gets a tandoori pizza? Who gets a hoisin yeah, pizza? Think it's mad. Who gets a tall boy like, pizza? Yeah, I know people think it's mad because they've never seen it before. Yeah. But why not? You know, dough is essentially bread and you know, and, it's, and cooked in the wood-fired oven. It gets so light and airy, like I was saying earlier. So put the best ingredients on top of it and just make the combinations work. The po' boy is it's a big seller of ours. It's class. You know, we get our prawns in locally from Gannett's, uh, a nice Asian marinade on that. Uh, fresh chilli uh, pickled daikon nice Asian root vegetable a burnt chilli emulsion and a squeeze of lime juice a bit of coriander and you're just buzzing sounds beautiful yeah it's a, it's a match made in heaven so yeah. back to what we were saying before the break we were talking about Irish food and people's appreciation for local food yeah I left Ireland a year and a half ago and had this notion that I was going to go to New York and learn all about food and Ideally, the green side of food yeah. didn't happen to me right away when I got there, but I've started to get into it more. Yeah. But when I got out there, all they were talking about, and I mentioned this in the first episode of the show, was farm to table. Yeah. And then I regretted so much that I'd even moved to America because I thought, why did I move when I had all this on my doorstep? I didn't. I had farm to table. Farm yeah. to table exists in the country. It's all about yeah. And people are now starting to appreciate it more in Ireland. There's Massively. more of an acknowledgement. Like if you look at Loman and Air, which are the two Michelin star restaurants in Galway. Yeah. They're all about sourcing locally. They don't have a set menu. They change their tasting menu every day. All the time, yeah. Based on what's the, what's the freshest that day. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it'll change now in the next 10 years where people will go? Because we have a country that has all this amazing food, mm-hmm. but is also at the forefront of an obesity epidemic across European countries. Yeah. So we're kind of on a, a two-tiered scale where we don't really match up with the quality of food that we have mm. and the way we don't appreciate it. Yeah, well, I think... At least, I think one positive thing to note there is at least it's starting to happen now in Ireland, and it has been for the last couple of years. The food scene is definitely on a revolution, and it's definitely refocusing everybody's attention back to their local producer. Like I was saying, local butcher, local shopkeeper, local cheesemonger, local farmer, it's all back to your locality and support your local. Um, So, I think, yeah, like the likes of Anir and Loam and everybody else... they're great advocates for it because obviously they're changing the menu seasonally anyway all the time but other restaurants like obviously like ourselves there's, but there's loads of places around town and now everybody is starting to to focus on local everybody is now proud to put up a supplier list on their on their menu and you know proudly show which of their all their suppliers that are local and you know it's, it's great for everybody um what was the end of the question there on the two tiered scale how we're looking at people Ireland is at the forefront of the epidemic of obesity, okay. but that was probably the main conversation a few years ago, where the country was going to go, and now recently, yeah. probably coming in tide with the economy coming back up, and people are able to spend a little spend. bit more money on food, yeah. people are now starting to realise that, co- mm-hmm. well you guys would have seen it when you were in the Michael in America, when you started off the food truck, you would have seen the appreciation yeah. for local food, of going course. out of your way to go down absolutely. once a week and get the food from the place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think it's definitely something that needs to improve a lot still even no it is that. 100% across the board Ireland's not just Galway yeah. you know what I mean but I'd be more biased towards Galway obviously being, being from here and having the business here um, but as I say I wouldn't know so much about what's going on in Cork or, di- or different places around Ireland at the minute I'm very much focused on Galway and my own market for now but, rightly um, so yeah rightly so but um, no I think I, I think Galway though definitely is is uh, definitely a for, uh, 
I suppose, a national leader in supporting local businesses across the board. I suppose J.P. McMahon from Anir uh, has always been a great, great inspiration to me, but he's been great uh, for everything food-related uh, in Galway. Uh, Jess Murphy from Kai, loads of, loads of different people, but... Um, yeah, I suppose they're doing great jobs and having the food on the edge here, that, that kind of uh, symposium coming up there in October for all different world-renowned chefs coming to Galway and Galway being uh, crowned the capital of gastronomy for 2018 for Europe. So I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Galway's re- it's really, really happening now in Galway and, and people, you know, the customers uh, customers nowadays are, are more critical than ever but in a good way. They're more, knowledge, they're, they're more knowledgeable than, than ever. You know, you have these cooking shows on telly there. You know, there's food everywhere. There's, you know, between all the different markets going around there, and they're they're constantly getting more and more educated on food. A lot Lots of people of that I would have met in the past in Ireland would have been critical of forums um, such as TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what other forums would you be would would be most used for your restaurant to to critique the restaurant from its customers? Yeah, TripAdvisor is a massive one for us. It's a massive driver of business. I think Yelp is a big one in America as well but the thing is for you guys that it's proved to be a lot more beneficial than critical because yeah, people has. endlessly have good things to say have you, yeah, but, well, yeah a lot of the time thankfully yeah it's been it's been great TripAdvisor is obviously uh, huge it's a huge uh, medium at the moment for everybody to review restaurants um, but again it's an open you know it's a it's an open playing field you can get good reviews and bad reviews but thankfully mostly most of ours have been good but it, it, it does generate massive business mostly tourist business um, and people coming to Galway for the first time maybe Irish people or you know but all tourists it, it generates massive business and, and one that we're very happy with so must have been pretty incredible when you were starting off kind of a little bit green to everything that was going on you saw yourselves as number one number one restaurant yeah that was bad to see yourselves number one and then to hold it for over a year, I think it was about 14 or 15 months, um, in Galway was something we're very proud of. And now we're at number three, but... Um, You're competing with Michelin Star restaurants. Exactly, yeah. you know, we're competing with so many great restaurants. Like I was saying about Galway Foods, you know, there's so many great restaurants around, but our strive is always, you know, to produce the best product possible and match that equally with the best service that we can, uh, and genuine service. So, so we're, gonna, we're hopefully clawing our way back up to the top, so we want that number one position again. And when you started off, you had the food truck and you had the pop-up mm-hmm. and it was full of love and it was full of passion yeah. and it was full of community. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you weren't focused on margins and focused yeah. on that. Has that Nothing's been... changed. Really? Nothing's changed. No, nothing. All that's changed is the, sta- is the fact that we had we started off with two staff, myself and you, and now we're at 24 staff. So I suppose that's the only thing that's changed. So you've kept you know? yourself centred. You haven't become derailed with the, oh, with the dynamics and the business not of it. At all. Look, a business though, like at the same time, is not easy. It's not for the faint-hearted. Like it's, but we're totally immersed. This is our life. You know, this is our livelihood. This is our life. This is when we put all of our time and energy into now. And you know, we couldn't be happier. We come into it. We come into our restaurant, and you know, there's good music on. The atmosphere is always warm and welcoming. The staff are absolutely brilliant. Um, the feedback from customers is always great you just get such a great vibe and a happy vibe when you come into this place and it's a magical magical time for, for all of us involved here we just love what we do yeah I have to say everything now I haven't had the pleasure of being here enough because I've been looking at you from afar but yeah. with everything that you're doing the fact that I know what's going on in this restaurant when I'm across the Atlantic because you're branding yourself so well every time there's a major mo- moment happening in the restaurant you produce a video so that everyone can kind of recap on what's yeah. happened in the past and realise what's going on in the future definitely and I'm going to be 
while I'm in Ireland, I'm going to be meeting you guys here, the Dobros, and then I'm going to be meeting the happy pair. And both of you kind of do that because yeah. with the happy pair, I've never met them, but I feel like they're my you mates because yeah, I keep in touch with them all the time through yeah. Snapchat. 100%. Similarly with the Dobros, every time there's a new movement happening, I knew you were moving into a permanent space as soon as it was happening. Yeah, because, all the way from New York. So yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Because you put the video up and then you correspond that with when you walk in, you get a smile a hello and then you're granted with an unbelievable pizza and a good vibe in a restaurant so thank you very much everything that's happening here is very very good and can't wait to see what you're going to do in the next few years I'm sure it'll be a major boost when Goey gets the capital of gastronomy in 2018 and more people come to eat here thank you very much and for anyone that's travelling from abroad coming here I would highly recommend coming to the Dobros calling and saying hello to Ronan saying hello to Eugene getting yourself what would you recommend um, I'd recommend having the tandoori. Yeah. Definitely. Tandoori, Caesar, the Poe Boy, any of our signatures, but then can't go wrong with Andrea Perlo either. They all keep a classic. Well, there we go. All right, guys, if you want to get more information, you can check them out on the internet. They're there on Dobros. Um, you can also listen to this podcast if, you're in, if you want to listen to it again after the live stream. You can find us on iTunes under Y Food, on the Stitcher app for Android phones. And if you like the show, Please feel free to subscribe, and after subscribing, if you like it even more, please feel free, feel free to rate it. Thanks very much for tuning in, and next week we'll have another amazing guest talking about their transition from the corporate world into food. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.